0: hello everyone anna king here and welcome to this audio the top seven blockages to health success and the reason that i am diving into this and really wanting to create more awareness around this topic is because um, we are in november 2021 and we're about to dive into the holidays and i just want to support you by helping you understand um, some of the blockages that can create some issues when it comes to holiday gatherings and the food and the challenges that come along with it. And I know for myself and many of the people that I work with, this can be such a um, uh, such a mixed bag, you know, emotionally and when it comes to food and when it comes to um, being able to maintain the level of health that you want to. And so um, i just want to share some of the themes that i have observed over the hundreds of clients uh, that i've worked with um, over the last eight nine years and uh, just bring again some awareness to this and um, also some support to give you some science and concepts behind how to heal this because it is absolutely possible for you to sail through um, any any season like this, but you have to know how to do it because if you don't have that, that internal um, understanding and the knowledge, um, then it can feel either that you get blown off um, course quite frequently, or you'll find that it just all feels hard and it just all feels like you're as I like to say, wading through peanut butter rather than floating in a stream. And and health um, does not have to be that hard. And of course, we we have some discipline that we have to create some, you know, we have to work that discipline muscle, but there's freedom in it, not, um, and there should be freedom in it, not a sense of um, it feeling heavy and hard that's the antithesis of what we want to create so let's dive into this and let me first um uh clarify what i mean by blockages so you know you've probably experienced this you you create um in your mind you have some intention that you're setting for um, your uh, food and your exercise and how you want to take care of yourself Um, Maybe Thanksgiving Day, you're thinking, um, I am not going to eat these foods, I'm going to eat these foods, or surrounding this time, um, I really want to maintain my health. And and then you find yourself not doing what you said you were going to do, and then you feel really discouraged and disheartened, and um, maybe even start to create beliefs about yourself, like... I must not be um, self-disciplined or I must not be the kind of person that can uh, succeed in health. And uh, I just want to say up front, that is not the case that, that you're bumping into that invisible wall or that glass ceiling is what we call a blockage and the blockage is not it's not physical it's energetic it's emotional it is it's an unseen thing that you can feel but you can't necessarily see and so by bringing shedding some light on these blockages and how to heal them i think that you'll be able to um, understand what could be keeping you from that success um, and where your work lies because um, each of us have different challenges or different blockages, and of course I'm going to give you an overview of some of the main ones, but once you, you want understand this is where my inner work lies, then you can feel empowered to create some changes to clear through that blockage, and then you're going to feel much lighter and much freer and much more able to stick to those intentions um, that you set for yourself. And of course again there is a healthy level of discipline that we all have to build but it, but as i said before it should not feel hard and heavy it it should uh, have a lightness and a freedom to it even in the midst of the intention and the discipline that you are creating for your own health so okay so let's let's just jump into the top seven blockages so number one is what i call what happened last time so this is uh, a blockage that can't emerge um when a few things have happened one is that maybe you have been successful with your health or with weight loss in the past or you have um, been able to really stick to your intentions and um you you had success, and then something happened that took you off your center. So, for example, you know I've given this example many times in my uh, work. Many years ago, I I was uh, not not super smart in this decision, but I decided to do this diet called the HCG diet, and it was one of those diets that um, you you took some um, kind of hormone, and um, it was uh, these droppers, and you had a very. Uh, rigid, um, low-calorie kind of um, eating plan. And it was very restrictive and very um, depriving. And of course, I did lose weight, and and uh, I did look in some ways the way I wanted to look. But because my body was so deprived and it was really messing with my hormones, um, my subconscious mind associated that that um size that weight loss with deprivation restriction and something that just was not sustainable at all and so i remember there being this pendulum swing from from being this healthy you know or this weight that i wanted that was unhealthy to um gaining more weight than i ever had in in my whole life and um that pendulum swing was just so shocking and so i remember the feeling of um just like, man, if I, if I try this again, or if I try something that is healthier, my body was just blocking me from really being able to release that weight because the association to losing weight was you're going to be restricted and deprived. You're not going to have good energy. Um, your hormones are going to get out of balance. And so let me just say real quickly that the the thing that we're always talking about in this work is understanding the subconscious mind. And you have to remember that the subconscious mind does not speak English. It speaks in the language of feelings and emotions and images and pictures. And it's that 95% of your mind that's the iceberg underneath the surface. It is communicating to the body all the time. And of course, many of you who are in this work know this. Um, So what happens subconsciously is that you're, you're sending this signal to the subconscious mind, that being a certain weight is uh, not going to be good. And so the subconscious mind will push back it'll be like, nope, we're not doing that again. And so then your set point, the weight set point becomes higher or your set point of what you can actually achieve in your health, um, becomes not what you're wanting because your subconscious mind is pushing back against, um, being able to have a, a healthy weight that's lighter, for example, like in my case. So, um, so that is one to to really tune into. And, and typically, um, what will happen is that you'll notice when you think about doing some sort of, um, you, you know, when you think about whether it's losing weight or having some kind of intention uh, towards your health, you might feel some emotions of discouragement or resignation or sadness. And those emotions may be telling you that, you feel discouraged about what happened last time, or you feel like you can't make um, progress again. So that is the first one, and um, the other thing that can happen is is sometimes uh, you you know you uh, have success in your health, and then something um, outside of your control happens, like um, you know some you know, loved one passes away or something kind of crazy happens and it really throws you off your center. And I've, I've seen that one as well, but, but this is the, what happened last time. And this is working with past content to help your subconscious mind, um, clear through whatever happened to get it back on board with what you actually can achieve and experience. Okay, so number two. Number two is called healthy is hard. And this is one that I encounter all the time. Some of the misconceptions around health is that if you're gonna be healthy, it's going to be hard. It's going to be rigid, it's going to be stressful, it's gonna not be fun, like being healthy is not fun. You can't have fun foods, you can't enjoy life, you can't go out with friends, you know, all those different things. and. Um, and there's a feeling of it being, you know, rigid or obsessive, right? You know, so one of the things we typically have to tap through or, um, or we have to kind of work through or process through, um, and for those of you who don't know about the, the tapping, because I'm sending this out to my broader audience, so some of you will know what this is and some people um, won't, but the thing that we're having to, what I'm referring to here is the thing that we have to process through or tap through is, um, is is um is a stressful kind of sense inside of us when we think about being healthy a kind of sense of overwhelm and that's what we have to work through so won't get into tapping right now but um again if you've been in this work for very long you know that it's a big part of helping clear the associations that your subconscious mind has with being healthy okay I would do want to say on the second one that one of the things that I've been so pleasantly surprised about in the health journey is that, as I um, am discovering more about um, and this happened especially early on, as I discovered more about the healthy lifestyle, any type of um, any anything I had to give up um, began became so much easier when I discovered how good I felt. When I put my health um, as a priority, so any kind of sacrifice that I would make um, felt like it's so worth it because of how good I felt. And of course, there's so many wonderful um, foods that are beautiful, that are satisfying, that are the way that God designed them, that our bodies can really love and learn to love and learn to. And and when I say learn to love, I mean we, man we're wired for healthy, organic, live, whole, pure foods, right? We just have to sort of almost remember them again and allow our bodies to remember them again. And I, I never feel deprived or restricted um, on this kind of lifestyle because I just, I love so many of the foods that um, I'm getting to experience. So just as a personal note, it, it, it can feel so full of ease and that it's completely possible for it to feel that way. Okay, so that's number two. Healthy is hard. So that's one that we can can work through. Um, number three, I call this the social dilemma. <laughs> this one is all about relational undercurrents um, regarding being healthy, and um, because you know, often we are in situations where we may have a particular um, uh, intention towards our health, and someone very close to us does not. Or they're not in. They're not there. They're not ready. It's not time for them. Um, they maybe are uh, struggling with their health, but they're kind of going about it in a different way than you are. And um, you know, we are wired as human beings to be very tribal by nature. We want to be socially connected. We want to be in our community. We want to feel uh, that people are approving of us. And, and, um, we sometimes feel more connected through having a meal together, through eating together. And so it can sometimes feel like a social dilemma when you are making decisions that are different from other people, or you're making decisions that, that are different from what you've done in the past. And people kind of look at you sideways and, um, or make comments or what have you. So, um, you know what I, I want you to understand is um, is that this is this is also something that can be worked through and cleared through and tapped through because what we what we have to do is we, we really when it comes to our own health we have to remember that our body is is our own it is um, it's it's this sacred wonderful um, gift that it takes our soul and our spirit through life. And that no one can do the work for our bodies but ourselves. You know, no one can make the decisions for our food and for the way we feel inside of ourselves, except for us, you know, except for um, our our um, you know, divine self that's connected to God that is making these decisions. And so sometimes I think we allow people to um, to treat us in a way that really is is unhealthy. And many times people will will do that. Um, it, sometimes it's out of uh, their association of what love means or what t- taking care of you or caring for you actually means to them. And sometimes they um, are, are, are judging themselves. And so it's easier to sort of project onto you than to examine themselves. And so you have to be really kind to yourself and to them and just realize that you know all judgment is self-judgment. And um, if they're judging you, they're really judging themselves. And so um, if, you can, if you can understand that and relax into it and, again, clear through or tap through anything that's blocking you from really being able to um, just uh, appreciate uh, where, where you are and how far you've come and relax into what is best for you. Then you won't um, you won't resent them if they're making comments. You'll just let them be them and do their thing and um, and uh, and stay steady on your course. And there's so much I would love to say about that one, but um, I just want you to recognize that it can be uh, a real blockage in being able to move forward. And many people have this one. If someone really close to them is not having health success, they feel bad about being able to really make that change for themselves and um so it's a it's an important thing to work through because um it's definitely something you can feel free from um, the responsibility towards someone else etc so um and let me just mention quickly the primary emotions you might feel if this is a blockage of yours is some anxiety or nervousness or feeling bad or uncomfortable when you're doing something different in regards to food or health or your diet um, exercise nutrition any of that You'll notice some like, ooh, I feel a little nervous about doing this. Okay, so that's number three, the social dilemma. Number four is what I call healthy is not safe. So this one gets into um, potential past traumas that you might have had, uh, feeling really good inside your body, feeling really... um, Uh, attractive or slender um, because many times uh, if someone has had past trauma of any kind that had to do with their body, their physical body, um, then sometimes being in a body feels very unsafe. Looking attractive feels really unsafe and so what the body will do is it will kind of start to form a little bit of um, what I call padding or um, a little bit of try to create a little distance between other people and um and it and the feelings and so it's really easy for people who have um gone through you know past trauma and it can be big t trauma um, or little t trauma Um, in a sense it doesn't matter it only matters how your subconscious mind perceives the the trauma or the threat that has happened and many times the body will respond in a way that is trying to pad you from pain. It will make you gain extra weight when you are, uh, when you really don't need to because it's really trying to create this space between you and other people. And so in the case of that kind of um, that kind of trauma, then it's very important to do some processing work um, in an environment that feels very uh, nurturing and safe um, on that trauma because sometimes the body will not let go until it knows for sure you are now safe, that you can be attractive, that you can be. Um, you can feel really good in your body um, and it not be an unsafe thing. So again, there's so much more we could get into, but it's very important that you understand that the, this can be a huge blockage, especially if there's been any past trauma with your physical body. Okay, so um, real quickly, uh, primary emotions that you might feel if this is a blockage for you is is panic if you are thinking about, um, if you really tune in and think about being a healthy size and weight for you and looking attractive, you might feel some panic. And that would be maybe potentially a sign that there's some inner work to do on that. Okay, so uh, blockage number five. Uh, this one is is what I call, don't tell me what to do. And uh, this is the inner sort of teenager within us that is, is uh, trying to authenticate, and um, and if you notice that you self sabotage a lot, um, if you are making great progress and then suddenly you start to sabotage yourself, sometimes um, that this this blockage is at play. Sometimes self sabotage is at play because there's a little inner part of us that um, is is needing to be processed that may have not gotten to, um, and it can be this kind of part of our, um, our, our mind that is a, um, is m- maybe more, um, how do I want to put this is really needing to feel autonomy is really needing to, to decide, you know, for ourselves what we're going to do, and what we're not going to do. And if we haven't worked through some of those, um, emotions of resistance or frustration, then this blockage is one that we really have to work through. So if you have never really learned how to work on a deeper emotional level with um, your inner teenager, the kind of rebellious part of you, or we'll learn to work with frustration and anger. This is a very important blockage to work through because it can throw you off your center really fast. If you're going along and everything's fine, and then you get frustrated or angry, or you put rules on yourself, and something inside is kicking back, that is um, this blockage. This is the um, the self sabotage blockage. So um, once once you know how to really work with yourself, um, it is it, it will and, and work with anger or um, frustration then then this is one that you can sail through so that's number five um and number six is what I call food associations and this is otherwise known as cravings so if you deal with cravings um and you can kind of observe yourself more during this season if you notice like oh I can't go to a party without having to have this kind of food that I know doesn't work for me. Um, if you, if you feel like I, I have all of these cravings whenever I'm around people or I can't go out and, and, um, and hang out with, you know, people at a bar or something and not drink or at a restaurant and not drink my association to feeling happy and excited and having fun is this food that I know doesn't work for me. So um, people find that, that sugar, a lot of the times, is a really big culprit. You know, sweets are a really big one that it's hard to feel like, oh, I'm having fun and I'm having a party or I'm enjoying life without some of these associations or without some of these um, these foods. Um, or alcohol can be a big one. You know, I many people will tell me, like, I just, I don't feel like I'm really going to be a fun person to be around or um, enjoy myself unless I have a glass of wine or a margarita. And so these are what we call um, food associations. And these are all to uh, positive feelings, happy feelings, connected feelings. And so what we really have to do when we are working with this is we really have to draw the power out of the food and put it towards the person that we're wanting to connect with or towards the experience or towards our own hearts, we have to reassociate, and so this totally can be done. It's pretty magical when you know how to do it, um, but it's important to work with those food associations so that you can be the sweetness in your own life. You can you can feel so good inside your own inside your own heart that you don't feel like you have to um, have the food to bring you that feeling of sweetness, or comfort, or excitement, or joy. Okay, let's move on to blockage number seven. I call this one programmed to eat, and this is probably the most important one to know how to navigate, how to understand, how to clear, and this one has to do with all of the ways that we use food Um, or we're programmed to use food to stuff down emotions to not um actually allow ourselves to feel the emotions that we feel and so we stress eat we emotionally eat um and um we're, we're sort of trained to do that we we're programmed to do that through um experiences that we've had in the past um or um through you know media and uh there's lots of subtle messages that say you know um, you don't have a way to work on this on your own, so you might as well, you know, use some kind of substance to make you feel better. Um, and uh, many times we're not given the tools to know how to process emotions in a really loving way towards ourselves. Um, so, so we often, you know, um, are programmed to to eat whenever we're feeling stressed or bored or tired or uncomfortable or sad or angry. Um, and then on top of that, um, you know, I mentioned the clean plate club. You know, we we've many of us have been trained that um, you know it's important to eat everything on our plate, whether we're hungry or not. And so we sort of give our power away over to this construct, this idea that there's a set amount of food that we are supposed to consume, and um, and it it totally takes us out of listening to our bodies and tuning into our intuition, um, which is such an important key. In order to to heal, you know, to heal your your body, to heal your relationship with food, to become more in touch with um, your heart and and your emotions, and um, to become uh, more whole as a person. So this um, is a super important one to know how to work with, and um, I would say I util- utilize the tools in the EFT tapping more often than than anything else uh, with this particular blockage, um, because we have to really work with the part of our mind that doesn't know how to process emotions, and we have to really work with the limbic system and the nervous system. So um, on that note, let me just dive real quickly into some of the ways that we work with these blockages. So earlier I mentioned EFT tapping and how powerful it is in working with um, the subconscious mind. Um, and these associations that we have to food and emotions and people and all the dynamics that can be there, right? And so essentially what we're trying to do when we are working with this kind of um, unseen blockage, what we're really needing to do is we're needing to calm down our nervous system, the autonomic nervous system that is processing so fast that sometimes we don't know... um, why we're suddenly eating food that we didn't want to eat and we have these associations and these programs and these triggers. So what we have to do is really calm down the nervous system. We have to bring our body to a place of peace um, and we we have to clear through some of the emotions that might be stuck inside the body that are making it feel like we're wading through peanut butter, you know, rather than floating in a stream. So we have to really calm that down, clear through some of those emotions, and then we need to reassociate um, the the goal that we have, like what we're trying to achieve. We have to reassociate that with a good feeling, because right now, if you're experiencing emotional eating or you have that kind of the blockage of don't tell me what to do or being healthy does not feel safe you have all of these associations um uh, subconscious associations of being healthy um being slender and reaching my goals is not a good feeling and so when it's not a good feeling your subconscious mind will push back now if it is reassociated to a good feeling then the beautiful part of this is that your subconscious mind will begin to work for you rather than against you. It will start pushing you towards success rather than blocking that success. It'll start pushing you to, 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 um, to listen to your body. It'll start pushing you to observe, oh, I'm really not hungry right now or I'm really not needing that food right now. It, it, will, it will just help, it'll be on board. And so in order for it to be on board, because its primary um, mode of operation is to move towards pleasure and away from pain, is that we have to begin to associate health with with, um, feeling good, with a good, healthy kind of pleasure. And so we do that through um, a combination of the tools that I use, the EFT tapping, the heart coherence, the meditation, the visualization, just this inner work that helps your whole being get on board with what you're wanting to experience and achieve, and it's it's so great, it's so fun to to um, to see the the results of that as you're going along in life. You'll just notice like, oh, I'm normally I would I would be you know snacking really heavily at a party, but I just didn't even notice food, or um, I found myself having so much fun and I didn't even drink, or I found myself feeling so healthy as I navigated the holidays. And uh, I didn't um, really struggle, and so um, it's beautiful when you when you have um, when you know that your subconscious mind is reassociated. It's on board. It's not blocking you, and it's totally possible. So, again, I I think I mentioned at the beginning of this audio that because we're in the middle of the holiday season, this is the time that I'm really diving into helping people clear through these blockages. Um, And so if you're not a part of the core community, which is the community that's a a subscription um, program that is is built around supporting you in these different areas of health, then uh, go to AnnaKingCoaching.com forward slash core community. You, you'll also see it at the upper left hand uh, corner of the page and and you can check it out and, and join us because this is the time we're doing coaching calls to really help people process and work through and clear stuff. I'm sending out audios and videos and just so much support to help you um, stay centered and clear during the holidays. So would love to see you in the core community and, um, and hopefully this audio has just been helpful for you. I, I want you to feel so free in your body and in your life. So. That is all for now. I'm sending you all so much love and, uh, and just good vibes for success this holiday season.